Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Jason, and Ryan. We're back. Hey Ryan. Hello. <laughs> Hello. No cool We're guest the- this week. It's just us. Yeah, just us. We're the hosts of the Hustle and Grind podcast. In case Hell you didn't yeah. know. Yeah. In case you didn't know. I was thinking about it the other day doing the intro and stuff. And I bet if you go back, I think this is episode 71 right now. There might be like one or two that you did the intro for. But all the other ones start out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle and Grind podcast. Like, I'm so generic. You know what I mean? I need to break up my bullshit. Work for it. Change theirs up. So we get to change ours up. Oh, did they? Yeah. uh, Dennis Tyrell's doing it for him now. Oh, sweet. We need to get like a, a celebrity voice on ours or something. Yeah. You know that whole spiel Brian had pre-recorded that they do $1 a month? That's cheaper than a burrito. Yeah. I yeah. love burritos. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've been so behind on podcast. I haven't even listened to the Hustle and Grind podcast in like three weeks. What? I've been so freaking busy. I've started all of them, but I don't have time to make it through it. And then I start the next weeks and don't have time to make it through it. So. I listen to the work for it, hoping that they'll shout me out, but they don't like me enough, so they never shout me out. I've been trying to get on there, too, but B-Cone won't return my messages. Yeah, we used to get shout-outs over there. Maybe they're just too busy. They forgot about the little guys. We're the sister podcast. Uh, I guess we're like the redheaded stepsister uh, now. <laughs> yeah, we're the ugly redheaded stepsister now. <laughs> right. Well, what's been going on, man? How's your week been? Fine. Pretty good. It rained all weekend, so Lucky. I spent some time in the shop and got some handles done. Yeah, dude. Those are looking bad ass. That cherry burl is fucking amazing. I like the blue one that you did. Yeah, that's a TRH Creations stabilized wood. And like his prices are super decent. Like uh, that block was 33 bucks 35 bucks something like that and i can get two handles and a couple bolsters out of a block yeah that's real good that's real good yeah. when you can process it down like that mm-hmm. yeah i don't do individual scales because i've got a table saw so i just i'll buy a whole block and i know you lose an eighth from the width of the blade but um that because i do both hidden tang and full tang mm-hmm so if I want to do scales, I just rip off a couple scales. If I want to do a hidden tang, I just rip the block right in half, you know. So you yeah. rip it in half for a hidden tang? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I guess you need a little more to shape it for the for the grip. Yeah, so I end up like with like a one inch by one inch block. Because usually the blocks are two by an uh, inch and a quarter by six okay ish dennis tyrell sent me a block and that damn block is huge it's probably two inch by three and a half i mean it's beefy probably damn. six inches long damn but yeah I, a few sets out of that. I can get two full sets of scales if i i'll have to use liners just to beef it up a little bit but i like using liners anyway right I don't like my scales too thick. I don't either. I used to have them super thick on some of my earlier blades. And looking back now, all I was doing is breaking corners. You know, it didn't look very good. At the time, I thought it was badass, but, you know, you live and learn. Yeah, my handles need work. I don't, 
Every handle I do, I hate it. Like those ones I posted, I don't like either one of them. Well, that's not like good. I, I love them. Well, <laughs> I do them, and like I, like if I'm doing the geometric ones, like kind of octagon shaped or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I haven't found the handle style that I really, you know, like everybody, they try different things over and over and over again, trying to find what they like to do and what like the handles or the blade styles that they really, really dig doing. I've found the blades that I like doing. You know what I mean? Right. I like, I like doing those big long chef knives with the diamond grinds or getting a fuller in there or whatever. Um, I haven't found the handles that I really like yet. I'm really, I, I actually do like the handles that I've been doing lately because I've just been doing them different. I've started out using, you know, I just knocked the edges off, get the epoxy gone, get the pins gone. And then I go straight from that to a contact wheel. So they're extremely contoured and it's, you know, they're just to me a lot more comfortable. You can see some of the facets in them. Mm hmm. And what's funny is I, you know, as I'm going, I can see those facets, those nice crisp lines, but then I hold it and I'm like, man, that's comfortable because my thumb lands right here, you know, right on this part and it just, it works. But then the further I get into it, I'm like, ah, man, I don't know if it's perfectly even on both sides. So every time I end up knocking them off and just rounding them over every single time. I'm like super pair because I, I do all my hidden tangs are was style. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a dowel down the center. It's a half inch dowel, you know, it's good size. And ninety percent of my knives I make are custom orders. And by the time I get to shaping the handle, like I'm invested. There's either not enough material that I have left if I fuck it up, or I've got tons of time and whatever into it. And I get so worried that I'm going to grind into the dowel that I think it, it makes my handles suffer. That, like that's just my, my own inner reflection. But I think, I think my own parent, cause I, I have big hands anyways. So to me, well, it feels good. Probably doesn't feel good to a regular person. I mean, right. any of the fucking things. It just looks like a regular size hand. Get out of here with them little sausage fingers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got a good size hand. But you know what I mean, though? Like, we try and make them comfortable, but what's comfortable to us isn't always comfortable to everybody else, and I like a big yeah. handle. Yeah, exactly. But, but, yep. It's been a wild week for me again. Again. Lots of... Lots of unproductive production. So last week, working all week, I didn't make a dime. Did not make a single red penny for working all week. And I don't think I've worked that hard in a week in a very long time. But it's all for the greater good. You know, we're trying to build this tractor business. And in doing that, there's a lot of fucking work that's got to go into it. So hopefully this week things will change. Today I did some painting just to try to make a couple bucks. So I'm still on the bullshit of bouncing around doing whatever somebody will pay me to do. But before too long, I'm going to be the tractor guy. So I'm hoping that's going to kick up pretty soon here. There you go. 
Yeah, we've went and showed up at a few jobs and put some quotes in and waiting on some calls back and things like that, but hadn't really done any real work with it yet. But I got a feeling once it does kick off, dude, it's going to be wide open. It's just like social media. You got to get into the algorithm. Right. You know what I mean? Your name's got to start moving around. Yeah. And as of right now, like, it really doesn't even have a name yet. I mean, it's got a name, but it's not, you know, known by anybody because we're not doing any marketing yet. We're not, you know, really advertising at all. We're waiting until we got the business cards and the logos on the trucks and, you know, all the all the stuff. We're going to wait until it looks like we're already an established company before we go pushing stuff. Right. Yeah, because nobody wants, like, Joe Schmo who just bought a tractor to come do professional groundwork at their house. Exactly. And, I mean, they even want, though like, a company to do it. Right. And, I mean, I've been doing this kind of work for 25 years. Like, I'm, I right. know what I'm doing. But nobody wants to be your very first job. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, they'll feel like a guinea pig. Yeah. But once the name's on the truck and all that good stuff and um, start cruising around town in it and people start turning their head and noticing it, it won't take long. It'll pick up and we'll be the go-to guys, hopefully. So I'm looking up something here on my Instagrams because there's something I wanted to bring up on the show that I thought was super interesting. Okay. So hold on. We'll keep talking for a minute because I'm trying to get into. Okay. So like, you know, I opened that second account. The random grind. I, the the random grind where I just grind random shit. And I've been plugging my knife videos on there too, just because why the fuck don't. Right. But the reason I started doing that was because I looked in my analytics on the random grind versus the Ryan Chadbourne knife works page. Okay. Mm-hmm. The random grind has like 94 followers or something like that. My, my knife page has 767. So I posted three videos of me grinding random shit, you know, the knife, the phone, the GoPro, right. And the wrench, those videos reached over 10,000 accounts. Wow. When I had no followers, I just checked my main account. And so far this month, and that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine reels. I've reached 374. Not thousand, yeah. three hundred and seventy-four, and and you got ten thousand on a page with ninety-four followers. Yeah, and when I got that ten thousand, it was like I had like forty-six followers. Yeah, I did notice on one of them videos I watched the other day. I looked at it and it had like five thousand views or something on just yeah. one of them. I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" My phone was like vibrating off my dresser and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I looked and I had like three hundred and something likes within a minute. Um, on the phone video mm-hmm. and I'm like it's all like people from other countries and stuff like most of them were speaking Portuguese or like Spanish and stuff like that it's weird the algorithm's funky that is weird almost like Mike Jones is correct and they are suppressing knife makers there's a good chance of it I mean they're so fucking scared that someone's going to be offended or see a picture of a knife and want make it want to cut themselves or something, you know, just a bunch of pussies. I keep getting uh, videos taken down 
because the audio track that Instagram gives me the option to add to my reel <laughs> is not is like they'll give you a list of countries that that video's been blocked in. Wow. So I well, guess you, they just wouldn't play it in those countries, right? Or it takes it down altogether. No, it keeps it up in like the U, any of the countries that's a, that audio track's allowed in. But I'm like, Instagram, you gave me that track. Right. It was your website that I punched in what I was looking for and it popped up. So why is it not allowed? That is That is real weird, especially with the with the reach, you know I mean? That blows my mind. 94 people like your page. So that's only 94 pages that it should pop up in a scroll. And you know, good as I do, if you follow 94 people, like if you're following 94 people, you can scroll Instagram for two hours straight. You're not going to see something from all 94 of them. It's going to give you that select few, you know, I guess that you've had interaction with, or that you've looked at more, or maybe you've liked their post a little more or whatever. And for that to reach 10,000 people, it must have hit like on an explore page or something. Maybe because I'm using different hashtags than I usually do. Because we all use about the same hashtags, you know, knife making community, WFI projects, uh, knife porn, kitchen knives, whatever. Um, Maybe I should just start throwing random hashtags in there. Yeah, I don't use the word knife in any any of my hashtags. I don't think. I always try not to. But maybe I do. Yeah, I think I've got chef's knife in there. But I, I do like foodie. You know what I mean? Chefs mm-hmm. of Instagram, things like that. Because I would love for my following to be more knife buyers than knife makers. Right. Which right now, that's yeah. pretty much all I follow is knife makers and, you know, a couple of street fight pages and stuff like that because I like it. But And the kitties. <laughs> the kitty cats. Yeah. yeah, we found out that my my cat Kiki is a grandmother. I didn't even know it when I heard she had one litter of kittens. So I found <laughs> her in the junkyard at work at my old job. Yeah, when she was a baby, and I took her home. And before we got her fixed, she got out. She got pregnant by the neighbor's cat. Had one litter of kittens. One of them kittens had a litter of kittens. So we changed her name from Kiki to Gam Gam. How old's your cat? Oh, she's got to be six now. And you just changed her name? Like, you just upset her whole entire life. Oh, she don't give a fuck. You took away from her everything she's ever known. Dude, I found her in a junkyard, (laughs) man. That's the coon cat. That's the one I sent you a picture of. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's funny. She, uh, She got attacked by a fisher. We had three cats at one point at our old house, and we lost two of them within 48 hours. Damn. And she she was the last one, and she went outside, came back like two days later with a huge gash on the back of her neck, and she's never wanted to go outside ever again, ever. Hell, I don't blame her. Like, you hold the door open for her, and she's like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I know what's out there. But fishers are, I don't know if you know what a fisher is, but it kind of looks like a giant ferret, Um, and they live, they're native around here, and... I'm actually Googling that right now because I have no idea what it is. That looks like a mean little shit. Yeah, they will eat domesticated cats, but they want... Yeah, that's a fisher. 
The biggest one I've ever seen was probably two and a half feet long. Good God. I'd like to have one of their skulls. That'd look cool in my collection. Yeah, I could probably find you one. Oh, it says it's a fish or cat. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because they eat cats. So they're just native to the Northeast, I guess. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yep. But as we all know, cats pack a mean punch. So they will try and avoid a confrontation with the cat. So they'll hide up in trees and jump down on the cat's back and bite him on the back of the neck like a tiger would, right, you right. know, or a lion. Um, and we think that's what happened to her. And, like, it took forever for that wound to heal. Like, six months. It was still there. Now, there's a sports team called the Fisher Cats in New Hampshire. Wonder what sport that is. Huh. Well, hopefully something brutal. I have no idea. But you can buy tickets to their event at uh Ticketmaster. They're sneaky fuckers too. I mean, to to catch, kill, and eat a cat, you gotta be a vicious little bastard. Yeah. Yeah. So me changing Kiki's name, she don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Our cats are just lazy assholes. They're pretty awesome, though. We got her, and she's a big fat loaf now. She don't do anything but lay around and eat and puke it back up and then eat again. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the whole world doesn't really give a whole bunch of shits about our cats. So They might. They might. They might. So it's been hot as fuck here today. The Georgia weather report is hot. And over the next, like, five days, the regular temperature is going to be in the mid-100s, like 104, 105, 106. Shit. So that means the feels like is going to be up probably 120 to 125. So that's pretty fucking brutal. So I got a message um, from a listener of the podcast, and uh, he's got a question for us. Now, I've already answered the best way I could, but maybe you've got something uh, a little different. Maybe the listeners can reach out and give us some advice. So it's from Colin Hayworth. He said, can y'all help me find a solution to beat the Texas heat this summer? I work in my garage like many makers, and it frequently gets above 100 degrees in there. Any ideas to beat the heat without adding moisture in the air? I've looked into portable air conditioners, dehumidifiers, but they're expensive and may not even cool the garage enough. I have a 1.5 car garage and four fans currently. Keeping the garage door cracked and all fans on me is the best option at the moment. Thanks for any advice. So I told him what I do is I've just got one big-ass fan, and I keep it on a bar stool next to me, like within a couple of feet. And I always keep it on the side of me blowing towards the door so the bay door's open and it blows the heat out. But, it's you know, being as hot as it is, you're not going to get the heat out. I do have an electric fan on the roof of my shop, like an exhaust fan. So that helps a ton, pulling out some of the hot air. Because before I put that in, it was like you couldn't take a breath. So that's a huge difference. But he's in a garage, you know, so he's not going to be able to cut a hole in his roof like I could. What do you do to deal with it? Or is your ginormous shop air conditioned? I see you're wearing a hoodie. Yeah, it's 66 here today. Oh, good Lord. Um, I don't. I want an air conditioner in my shop. I think a good 220 size air conditioner would cool my whole shop 
Um, that being said, it's insulated. You know what I mean? And it's totally closed in. I don't know what situation he's got, but if he's got like a finished garage, you know, like the walls are covered and everything, I don't know what his budget is, but the most cost effective in the long run would be a heat pump. Or you could do yeah. an in-wall air conditioner. It depends on how closed up his shop is too. You know what I mean? If he's got air gaps everywhere, he's just going to be burning energy and the heat's just going to keep pouring in. Right. And insulation, that helps a lot too. I insulated, my walls aren't insulated, but my roof is in my shop. And that helped a good bit, you know, just, but if it's a garage, there's a good chance, you know, I've been up in attics working on things before and you, you're looking down at the rafters and there's insulation everywhere. But once it gets over a garage, a lot of times that's not insulated, you know, cause that part of the house isn't heated and cooled. So maybe check into the attic situation, see if there's insulation up there. If not blow some in that, that does help a ton. Yeah. I mean, my walls are insulated with, uh, the cheap shit are 13 because they're two by four walls. They're not two by six. So, mm-hmm. I think it cost me like 400 bucks to insulate my entire garage. Now, granted that was uh pre Joe Biden administration. So I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what inflation has done to insulation costs, but about a year and a half ago I paid, it was about, and my shop's 26 by 24 and two stories. Ooh. So, yeah. I don't, the upstairs just full of shit, a dry weed up there. <laughs> the wife wants to put a bed up there make it into like a little apartment type deal no like a little sex dungeon so our teenage sons don't hear us doing the dirty okay <laughs> <laughs> you had the most serious look on your face and I I got a good feeling you're not joking I'm not kidding at all. Okay, cool. Hey, you know, I mean, we're all adults here. I don't think any children listen to this podcast. And if they do, they got shitty parents. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, my son's 16 and her son's 14. So, well, I mean, she's she's very concerned about the boys hearing us when we do it. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a smash room. You know what I mean? Just like, but when you call it a dungeon, that, that kind of changes things. You know, that, that was that was me. That was just me <laughs> putting my own little spin on it. You know, you, you start talking about dungeon, man. I'm thinking like leather and like weird shit. Not no. You know, everybody's got their own game, but you know. Hey, man, I don't judge, but that's not our <laughs> uh, that's not our mo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, uh, not for me, but good on you. Watch, we're going to get a bunch of damn messages and pictures of sex dungeons now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you watch old Brownie's got like one of them racks that you lock your head and your wrists in on the end of a bed and like all kinds of weird shit. Oh, good Lord. Ball He's gags like, and shit. Yeah, ball gags. It's like, these are all for me. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Brownie's fair game because when he was on here, we have like a little like, uh, text chat that we can talk to each other and he was like talking shit to jason in the chat so yeah and i wasn't even here he's fair game yeah yeah i had to poop (laughs) 
It happened. It was when funny. You gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, I got back and listened. I actually, I did listen to that episode because I remember Brownie saying, "I think Jason had to take a shit," and I kind of chuckled to myself because I was like, "That's exactly what I did." <laughs> but you know, when nature calls, when that door gets to knocking, you have got to open it. I'd much rather you take a break than shit your pants on the air. Oh, me too. Me too. But uh, I'm I'm feeling good today. Most of the time, like, by the time we get done recording, I've got to pee so damn bad. And if we have a guest, there's a lot of times I get up and go take a leak while we're recording. Because I take them water pills from that goes with my blood pressure situation. So I got to mm-hmm. pee a lot. And um, I think I've had close to 10 bottles of water today. And I think I've peed one time. I feel you, bro. I'm on, like, uh, meds for my gout to help my kidneys function. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with my kidneys, but it helps my kidneys, like, pass shit out of my blood. Right. Um, so I'm on pills for that, and it makes me piss all the time. It's been so hot here, though, dude. I've been sweating so much. There's nothing in Like, I have no pee. But I... That's kind of weird. That is a, that's a true fact. You know that. Like, if you sweat a whole lot, you won't pee. Right. Yeah. You're dehydrated at that point. Right. And then if you really think about it, it's almost like pee's coming out of your skin. That's gross, that's man. Maybe way gross. sweat stinks. Sweat does pee, stink. Pee stinks. Sometimes. Yeah. Especially if you eat asparagus. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. That's weird. But it's true. Oh, dude, my it smells rancid when I pee, but it does not like, affect Katie or the kids. It's just me in our house. I never asked my wife if asparagus makes her pee smell funny. I wonder if it's just a guy thing. Maybe. I don't know. I'm still chugging but water. It, <laughs> it, it does make it stink, like, so bad so that if it was the first time you ate asparagus and you never heard it, you'd be like, man, should I go to a doctor? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it would be a cause for concern, for sure. Because it's like... Our listeners are probably like, what the fuck is this episode? Yeah. <laughs> Th- this is the the random show. There's no guest. There's no format. There's We're just going to fucking chat like we're on the phone bullshitting. Because me and Ryan, we don't talk throughout the week. You know what I mean? Like, when Bubba was on the show co-hosting, I see Bubba all the time and talk to him all the time. When Pickle was on, me and Pickle talked every day. But, you know, it didn't leave a whole lot of randomness for the podcast. I mean, you don't really talk throughout the week. We're too damn busy. That, and it's me. I'm one of them, like, I don't need to talk to people all the time. Like I've said before, I'm a huge introvert. Like, my mother hates it. My mom's like, you never call. I'm like, mom, I don't call anybody. (laughs) Not just you. Don't worry. I love you. Of course I love you. It's fine. So these random shows where it's just the two of us, this is like us really catching up. You know, we. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just shooting the shit for a minute. You want to talk about that weird message I got? Not It seemed weird at first, but then we figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. That that was the one about my early knives. Yeah. That dude kind of went about it a weird way. Yeah, so I got a message from this guy, and <clears throat> excuse me, we're friends on Facebook, but I don't remember friending him or him friending me. That's real re- irrelevant. So I get a message from this guy bitching about my heat treats and like, I this knife's a piece of shit, and I'm like, 
this is weird. So I check his friends list. We're not friends with any of the same friends. So I respond, you know, what's up? Do I know you? He got a knife. So through messaging back and forth, he was being a wicked dick at first. A <laughs> wicked dick. <laughs> a wicked dick. He wasn't he? I showed you the messages. Yeah, it was, yeah. he, he was really being a prick. Um, so I said, send me a picture of the knife. I didn't believe it was one of mine. It was, you know, fair being fair. It was one of my very first knives that I ever gave out. So it was heat treated with an acetylene torch. I didn't even have a two by 72 at the time when I made it. Like it's a fucking turd. Like when he sent me the picture of it, I was like, Oh, I forgot about that one. Apparently the heat treat was bad. I was quenching in water at that point, you know? Yeah. So just before knowing better. Yeah. We're like miles ahead of that now, you know? Right. I'm making him a replacement knife. He got it as a gift from one of my neighbors at the old house that I gave the knife to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know, you, you have to warranty it. Even it's, even though it's like one of the earliest knives I ever made and I had no equipment at the time, you know, like you have to, my, it has my logo on it. Right. You know? Yeah. Word of mouth can go a long ways. As soon as I told him I was going to send him a new knife, his attitude totally changed. Well, he kept saying, I promise I won't cuss you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, he was going to, like, shout me out online, like, I, I wouldn't give a fuck if you did. Yeah, bitch, I wish you would. Yeah. If it was a modern knife, I say modern. I mean, if it was one of my recent knives, I'd be way more upset about it. Um, but literally, you know, I mean, what are you going to get? Heat treating with an acetylene torch. In water. And in water, you know. Um, so after all this transpired and I said, yeah, man, I'll replace the knife. I don't give a fuck. Um, you know, he got super, you know, his attitude changed basically. And he goes, just so you know, though, I've gutted and skinned 12 big game animals with it. And I killed a wild boar with it three days ago. And then the tip broke when he was cutting bailing twine. How long has he had this knife? How long has it been since you made it? Oh, let's see. I've been going three and a half years now, so probably three years ago. Okay. That was one of my very first knives. I don't even think I had. I must have had my 2 by 36 because that was the first grinder I bought. 2 by 36 Yeah, the multi-tools that go on the side of a bench grinder. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. I never had one of those. They work all right. You have to upgrade the platen. You got to like make a solid platen for it. They're made to run on the right side horizontal, so the belt's facing up. And I mounted it on the left side facing me, like a platen normally would be. Okay, cool. Yeah, I went straight from a lot of one by thirties to a two by seventy two. The thing I didn't realize when I bought that thing is two by thirty six is an odd size. So the belts are just about as expensive as a two by seventy two belt, maybe a little more. Well, if you've got an odd size machine, Phoenix Abrasives can hook you up because they can make any belt in any size. Like those red Ferrari ones that we love, they can make them for a seven by four hundred if that's what you got. You know what I mean? They they can do anything. And if you use that promo code Hustle Ten, you save ten percent at checkout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't really know where I was going with that story, but, I mean, 
It's well, just one of them things that happened, you know. Well, it's good on you for warranting it for sure, because you could have easily said like, "Nope, sorry, you're an asshole," or that was before I got good, you know, or it was a gift; it wasn't even paid for, or the warranty only applies to the original owner. You know, there's a million ways you could have went with that, but to actually warranty it, you know, that's that's stand up. That's good on you. That didn't even occur to me though, you know. As soon as I saw the pictures, and I was like, "Shit, that is one of mine." Yeah, totally, man. You want one of the? I have a bunch of blanks ready to go. You want one of these? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have definitely done the same thing. But, yep, that's that's real good. So I got a question for you. Something I've been thinking a lot about, just kind of off and on in my head, because I've been spending a lot of time kind of busy as fuck, but loud environments, you know, where I, I can't really listen to podcasts or do none of that. So my own head just spins a lot. So I got a buddy named Brandon. He's, I know I've talked about him on the podcast before. He's the one that owns this joint that I'm sitting in right now. But over the past year and a half or so, me and him have gotten pretty tight. Like we're, he's one of my best friends and he's, he's really a damn kind of an inspiration to me. We went to school together and we knew each other in high school. We weren't like buddies, you know what I mean? But we knew each other said, hello, I guess. And just kind of fell out of touch over all the years. But then when I started the podcast thing, you know, since he owns the place, I got closer with him and started talking to him more and more. And he's extremely successful, like extremely fucking successful. And there's been a few times where I look at myself and I'm like, man, we went to the same school. We're in the same class. Like he's made it this far. What did I do wrong? You know what I mean? Where did I fuck up? But I realized I didn't fuck up. You know, I didn't go wrong. I just didn't make the same decisions he did. And not just him, but, you know, anybody that's in a a successful situation. So I was saying something to him last week, and I said something about being rich. Like, I'm going to be rich one of these days. And then he looked at me, and he said, I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but he was like, "Eh, rich doesn't really mean anything. Rich means I don't have to work. Being wealthy means my kids don't have to work. So, like, he's separating rich and wealthy. I'd have never done that. You know what I mean? I would just think if you're rich, you're rich. You know, you got it going on, you're balling. So what does rich mean to you? Like what would it be a dollar amount? Would it be a situation where you can use your time for whatever you want? You know, what would what would be going on in your life for you to feel rich? Um shit. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean it's I under, I understand what he's saying. He's saying Rich is him being okay. He's he's seeking generational wealth. Right. My striving to be rich, I don't want to give any of my money to my kids. And I know that I know I'm going to get some fucking hate for that. But I don't want my kids to have it easy. I don't want them to have it hard, but I also don't want them to be soft little bitches. Right. If that, you know what I mean? To not know how to work, yep. to, to not know how to make the sacrifices that need to be made sometimes when that shit happens, you know? Um, that being said, I think for me, I'll be satisfied when I'm at the point where I can do whatever I want on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, um, 
to not have to wake up at 5 a.m. to go to work until 4 p.m. to grind in my garage till I'm too tired to stand, go eat, go to bed. You know what I mean? Right. To where I could like, I could go, you know, I think, I think I'm going to sleep till 10 today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go to the beach or I'm going to go shooting or, you know, whatever. Um, I would also like a modest house with a lot of land. Okay. Um, the wife and I have always wanted an A-frame. I don't know why. I've just always thought A-frames were cool. Yeah, um, I like them. And it, and a shitload of land. Like, so much land where I could walk around all day and not see my neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, that would be ideal. I'd love some land. Yeah. But I think for me, I think rich for me, if I had to define it, and like I said, I've been thinking a lot about it lately. I don't think it's a dollar amount by any means. I think it is more of, see, I I enjoy working. I like working hard. Like, when shit gets fucking crazy, I thrive on it. Like that day I talked about last week, you know, where we was fucking with the tractor stuff and moving stuff around and changing hitches. And the wilder that day got and the more shit that went wrong, the more I laughed about it, you know. And I just, like, I feed off of that. So I think for me, a feeling of rich would be, number one, not not being concerned with what bills are due with this paycheck. Right. So say you get paid a hundred dollars a week. We'll just keep it at an even number. If you've got five hundred dollars worth of bills, you have to think about it like, okay, well, I got a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars worth of bills are due. Which one's the furthest past due? You know, what am I paying this week? I don't want to have that feeling. I want to just know that when the bills are due, I can pay them on time, you know, without having to stress. And I can still eat, like, some shrimp every here and there. Um, yeah. See, I don't even want to have to think that there are bills. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. But th- like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just want that whole worry, that whole thought process, I want that out of my head. And I want to get to a position where, like, this tractor business, I really got to – a strong feeling this could be something big one day. It's not going to happen overnight, obviously. But once it gets to the point, you know, if and when it gets to the point that I'm not on a tractor anymore, I'm in a decent truck and I'm just cruising around, checking on more than one job site, you know, giving out quotes, bidding jobs. I think once I hit that, I'm going to feel rich. I don't give a shit how much money's in my bank account. You know, as long as I'm able to pay my bills, you can't take it with you when you go. Um, no, obviously, having a shit pile of money sitting in the bank, that'd be pretty cool because you could do other things. You know what I mean? You can invest, have rental properties, have a beach house or whatever. Money's cool. But, you know, I just I would want the freedom of having worry gone from my head. Yeah, I don't have any desire for a beach house. You know what I mean? Like, well, me neither. I'd actually prefer a mountain house, but you know, <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot that you can do with money. I, I've always thought like camps and stuff, like if you love camp that much, live at camp. You know what I mean? Like why, why have two properties? What's the point? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're not renting them out and making money off them, then that's just a drain on you. You know what I mean? For what? I mean, if you bought a camp that was close enough to town, 
you would never have to live at your regular house, you know? Yeah. See, I'd like to go spend my summers like it's fucking hotter than the devil's hell right now. I'd like to go spend summers up in North Carolina. And then once it starts getting cold, I don't want no part of no snow. You know, come back down here for the wintertime. That'd be ideal. I could start a new branch of the tractor company up in North Carolina and have a reason to be there. That's like old people mentality. <laughs> oh, we're going to Florida for the winter. You yeah, know? fuck <laughs> like, Florida, dude. Florida's fun for like three days. After that, like the, the touristy spots anyway. I know we got a lot of friends down in Florida, and they're all cool, but the touristy spots we go to, like Panama City Beach, Daytona Beach, and all that stuff, you can only deal with tourists and locals of tourist places for so long before you want to choke somebody. Yeah, I don't like any of that stuff. I don't even like the touristy spots in Maine. Like the wife in the summertime, she's like, you want to go to Bar Harbor? I'm like, uh, no, I'm good. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm, I I don't want to be around people. So it's like, for me, if we, like even my neighbor's land, like he owns over a mile behind me, that's far enough out of town for me because if I, like let's say, you know, I, I succeed and I make that kind of money somehow, however I end up doing it. And I bought my neighbor's property. The first thing I would do is build a house on the very back end of it, you know, and then I've got a mile of wood separating me on all directions. Yeah. That'd be nice for sure. That would be nice. There's already a road back there. Yeah. Yeah. Into shooting range. So you're set up already. Yeah, yeah, there's a shooting range like uh, half a mile behind my house. He said you can use it whenever you want. Okay, dude, it's fucking sweet. It's 400 yards. It's that field. And then there's a a building on posts on the opposite end of the field with benches in it and everything. So it's like an actual shooting range. It's just not like a spot to go shoot. Yeah, no, it's like a range. It was there when he bought the property. Cool. Hell yeah. So, yeah, we're going to make it one of these days. I stress a lot. I stress a whole lot more than I should. Just I do too. About, you know, bills, man. Bills fucking suck. I remember being a little kid, like, man, I can't wait to grow up so I can go out when I want to. And, you know, every now and then, every now and then, we'll go to Wendy's at like 8 o'clock and get a Frosty. Then I'm like, man, it's pretty cool being a grown-up, you know. I couldn't go to Wendy's at 8 o'clock at night when I was a kid. Other than that, dude, it's rough. Yeah. But I got it set in my head now, man. It's, and I'm going to make it one of these days. Somehow, some way, I'm going to make it. I think the key is not relying on anyone else. Oh, definitely. That's definitely. the most success that I've ever had in my life was just doing my own thing. Yeah. And this, uh, you know, I've got a partner with the, with the tractor business, you know, Brandon. Again, he's involved with it. Um, it's me and another guy too, uh, named Chris. Chris is cool as fuck. So I met Chris. I'm saying these names like y'all know these people. The other guy I'm talking about, I met him about a year and a half ago. And when I first met him within the first, probably 10 or 15 minutes, I didn't dislike him, but I wasn't really a fan. I built, I made him a knife and he's local here. And, um, so he had this certain idea that he wanted in his head. 
And so I drew it out on paper, and I got it closed, and he's like, yeah, but can we bring this part down, bring this part up? Nope, wait, bring it back down, bring it back up. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is paper. Like, once it turns to steel, this eraser goes away. You know what I mean? It's It, it, it can't be that precise. But, you know, getting to know him and working with him for a long time now, he is that precise because he he's a very successful business person, too. And he's that way because he knows what he wants, and that's what he's going to get. It don't matter what it fucking takes. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be a custom knife or a fucking or whatever. If he's buying something, he's like, no, you know, that's if it ain't what he wants, he ain't settling. And I'm starting to pick up these values from these guys that I'm hanging out with, man. And it's, you know, I've always had great friends around me, and I've always had a lot of fun and hadn't really – learned a lot as an adult from friends around me but the people that i'm spending time with now are really putting my head in a good spot yeah and don't neither one of them listen to this bullshit but you know i appreciate the fuck out of them you'll never succeed spending time with unsuccessful people right you know like what do they say how are you gonna soar with the eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys yeah, <laughs> I saw a thing that said, surround yourself with five crackheads, you will become the sixth. You surround yourself with five successful people, you will become the sixth. Yeah, I heard the same thing, except they didn't say crackheads, they said broke motherfuckers. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do, man, and it's it's working. Not that I'm successful yet, but at least I'm kind of on a pathway to do so. You know, up to this point in my life. I ain't even had a job. You know, I've just been a contractor forever, doing whatever, whenever. Somebody's going to pay me to do something. Yeah, I'll do it. But this could be like a career-type thing. And I I probably sound like a little soft or something right now. I don't know. I'm I'm feeling some kind of weird way talking about it. But, man, I'm fucking excited. Are you going to fucking cry on me? No, I ain't no bitch. (laughs) No, I'm just excited, man, because, like I said, I feel like something big might be happening in my life. And it's pretty fucking cool because I'm sick and tired of just working every single second that I'm not sleeping and still just fucking struggling. It's some bullshit. Yeah. Which I don't mind working, but I'm ready to start getting compensated fairly for the amount of work that I put in. That's the key. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this has been a an off the wall show, huh? <laughs> For sure. Who are we having on next? Uh, so I talked to the Squid. He was he was going to be on yesterday. We didn't record yesterday because it was Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there that uh, have a very weak pullout game, such as myself. And uh, ditto. <laughs> I texted uh, Bubba yesterday. I said, happy forgot to pull out day. But, uh, yeah, I talked to him. He's doing a, a class at New England School of Metalworks this week, so he's he's out for this week. Um, and really, I'm not sure yet. I talked to, uh, to Lando. We're going to be doing a little collaboration-type episode with those guys. In the near future, I don't know exactly when yet, he's got to coordinate with their new co-host and see when we can all get together. Um, I don't want to be like a, a controlling dick about it, but 
the way my schedule is going at this point in time, really, you know, we're going to be recording two episodes back to back. So that's, you know, two to three hours potentially. Sunday afternoons, you know, our regular recording time is really going to be about the only time I've got, you know, to to have that much time. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if we want to break it up, Lando, if you're listening to this, I talked to him on the phone the other night, but uh, we still got some details to work out. If we want to break it up, you know, that's a lot more flexible. But what we're talking about doing is recording like an hour on our show and then hitting end. And we post the first half on on our feed, and then to hear the rest of it, you got to go listen to theirs. So. Yeah, we can make it work. Yeah, for sure. Just scheduling, coordinating things like that. I mean, they have Sundays in Canada, right? I don't know. They're weird up there. They're really I mean, Canada's fucking weird, dude. It is uh, pickle has a frost warning. <laughs> and my feels like temperature is 115, and it's, they yeah, got a dude. frost warning up there. He loves that shit, though. I, dude, it seems like a frost foreign planet. He's like, oh, awesome. Yeah. It, it seems like a foreign planet that's so far away because the temperatures are so drastically different. I'm right in the middle. I'm 66 degrees today. Dude, that is, like, that's dream weather. 66 degrees with a light little breeze in the air. Oh, that's perfect. That's where we're at right now. Oh, man. That's ideal for me. My plants are happy. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. We don't, in Georgia, we don't really get like a, like a good fall or a good spring. It goes from really damn cold to hot as fuck. Like within days, there is no, no comfortable season. Yeah, no. Fall is awesome. Well, I think fall's too short. I, you know? I would love fall. You know, we get a couple of days of decent weather. But, it, like, towards the end of October, it always seems like all of October's hot as shit. But then when it comes Halloween night, it's cold that night. And from that point forward, it's it's cold. Until, yeah, I remember trick-or-treating in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, sure. it's always that cold until about anymore, the end of... About the end of February, first part of March is when it'll start warming back up. Yeah. That's our mud season. Yeah, all your shit melting off. Yeah, pretty much. But so it's yeah. nice. We get a good spring, um, and then it's hot as balls for like two days, and then we get a good fall, and then six months of winter. Yeah, I just couldn't handle all that winter. I mean, our winter gets cold for us because we're, you know, we're not built for being super cold. So it affects us differently. But all that snow shit, man, I couldn't handle it. I mean, when it gets cold and I hit my finger with a hammer, like I'm pissed for hours because it, like, it hurts worse when your fingers are all frozen and shit. I couldn't I mean, imagine if they were actually frozen. Speaking of winter. I mean, we're going to have to bring this up to Lando because the temperatures he hits are way below anything that I've ever experienced. You know what I mean? He's up there in Manipeg, Winnetoba, eh? You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you nailed that one. So I'm pretty sure they were like negative 40s this winter, maybe 60s, something like that. It was, it was, it gets fucking cold up there. So he's, I don't know what, to me, Canada's just that giant, 
giant chunk of North America that's above the United States. I don't really know what part is which. Like you can say Winnetoba or what is it, Ontario or one of them. I don't know where they're at. I couldn't point to them on a map. I think uh, Manitoba. Okay, Manitoba. I wouldn't know where it is, but some of that shit's like Arctic Circle level, right? Like mm-hmm. Canada does go up that high in. Oh yeah, for sure. Not elevation, latitude. Or no, that's yeah, that's latitude, right? Yeah, I don't know. Or longitude. I think it's latitude. I have no idea. I know it gets cold as fuck up there, though. Cold as fuck. That's right, dude. Like even by my standards, you know, we hit negative twenties here this this winter. But that's just, that's that's fucking rude. Negative dude, twenty. You, like why? You go outside and you're like every bit of moisture in your body freezes. You're like <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Well, yeah. Before it's I no forget, good. um I'm gonna go ahead and read off these Patreons. This list of nineteen individuals that I'm about to read have taken a minute out of their day and went to this website and they typed in some stuff and they made it to where we get about a dollar from them every month. And some do a little more, but we appreciate all of them the same. And if you feel like helping us out with the cost of doing business, which is paying for this studio, I know I've got some messages from people saying, well, you don't have to do it in the studio. Well, if I don't do it in the studio, that means I have to pay for the subscription to the publishing service, you know, that's included with paying for the studio. And I'm still not going to save a ton of money. And I enjoy coming to a studio and having professional quality equipment at my fingertips and a quiet room. You know, if I did this from home, there's going to be shit going on everywhere. You know what I mean? Neighbors knocking on the door, the wife running through the house, the kids hollering, the cats barking, you know, something. But uh, I like it here, and I think it does good here. So... Patreon, that's where it's at if you want to help us out. We got Donnie Dulovich, KnifeMaterial.at, Aru Blade Works, Brigham Kendall, Mark LeBlanc, Mark Vanderwerf, BexArmory.com, Todd Harrington at TH Blades, Dennis Tyrell, Trox Claire Cutlum, Custom Cutlery. His name screws me up every time. Custom Cutlery. Zachary Powell, Maritime Knife Supply. Driver Defense Knives, Noah Bloomberg, Crafty Man Forge, Brian Hennenkamp. He's going to be coming back on the podcast with us one of these days. Tortuga Blade Works. Tortuga, that's him. Jared at Echo Blades. Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations. And Bremner Built Knives. So all 19 of those guys, uh, what they say? They bought us a taco. And that what they say? Something like that. A burrito. A burrito. I think one episode, Brian did say taco, too. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to get caught up on all my all my taco lingo. They bought us two packs of smokes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's about the same. How much are cigarettes down there? Uh, it's hard to say because every store you go to has got some kind of different little promotional thing. The store that I normally go to. They're like six fifteen, somewhere like that. But if you buy two packs, you get a dollar fifty off. Damn, you lucky bastard! I smoke Camel Blues, and they're eight fifty four a pack. Good God Almighty! I'd have to quit. <laughs> I've already cut back drastically just because of 
the cost of them, which I need to cut back all the way because, you know, I don't want to die and shit, but something's going to kill me at some point in time anyway. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I probably will quit just as soon as I have my first heart attack. I've quit several times. I started again this last time uh, for science. I wanted to see if it helped with my gout because I read an article that cigarette smokers have a, like 27% less chance of a gout flare. And it has helped with my gout. For science. For science. (laughs) My doctors can't explain it. I see a specialist and my regular primary care. Neither one of them can explain it. Um, They think I'm full of shit. Like, whatever. Fuck you then. Yeah. If it works, it works. Because science. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. They didn't really explain it in the article either. Something about the nicotine. Yeah, I don't know anything about that kind of uh, processing situation there, so I wouldn't know what what it might be. You know, yeah. being as I'm not a doctor and all that good stuff. But how uh, long we've been going? Uh, right in an hour. Oh, yeah, it's been a good show. And I was talking all that shit about not peeing all day. Well, after two of these bad boys sitting here, I've drank two liters of water since we've been recording. Oh, you drink that bougie Dasani water, huh? Shit, no, dude. That's fucking tap water out of my kitchen sink. I just put it in them big-ass bottles. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We do not. I mean, every now and then I'll buy one if I throw the bottle away. Like, I, I just like the one-liter bottles. And I like the Dasani because they're, you know, some of them water bottles you can just crunch up. Or, like, if you mm. sit it down on a table too, brunt, too hard, the corner will cave in. But those Dasani bottles, they're heavy-duty. Nice and robust. Yeah. So, yeah, I got like four of those that I just refill all the time. But uh, at the house, we we buy uh, Kroger brand water. It's like $3.50 for a 40-pack. What's a Kroger? It's a grocery store, man. You ain't got no Kroger? Oh. We got like uh, a bunch of local joints, and then we got Hannaford and Realist and Walmart. I think I went to school with a girl named Hannah Ford. Yeah. Did you do her? No, I don't think so. That name actually does sound familiar, though. I was kind of just trying to be funny, but that that almost does ring a bell. Hannah Ford. Yeah. It used to be Doug Shop and Save way back in the day. Now it's Hannaford. We call it the Hannafords. Hannafords. Yeah. Or there's uh, IGA. That's my favorite one. It's IGA. Yeah, we've got, uh, we got Publix. Which that's like the uppity, like uppity store. Like if you're fancy, that's where you shop. We don't go there, and uh, and they're expensive as shit too. Like everything costs more, but everybody likes it because they have buy one get one free sales a lot. It's like okay, cool. That means they're cutting it back down to regular price. Like that's how expensive they are compared to to regular. Wow. And then we got the Krogers, which is where we shop. And then, like, we got the bottom feeders, the what they call the Food Depot. It is, like, the nastiest, stinkiest damn grocery store. Just, like, everything in there stinks. Yeah, we had those, the Save-A-Lot. Yep, yep, same yeah. fucking thing. We got Save-A-Lot here. I don't think yep. we do any more, though. I know we used to. There's a Save-A-Lot distribution center not too far from here. I wouldn't buy potato chips that save a lot. That fucking shit's nasty. Yeah, we don't go there. It's like they get all the expired food from like. <laughs> yeah, and half the stuff in there is like 
it's got Mexican labels on it. Like you can't even read what the hell it is. If it ain't got a picture, you're fucked. <laughs> That's awesome. I like IGA because uh, you know how like you'll go to Walmart and it'll be like three for ten dollars or one at regular price, right? IGA, if it's three for ten dollars, you get the sale whether you buy three or not. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't so know what you like, mean. they do a lot of like uh, ten for ten deals if they have too much stuff. That's exactly what Kroger does. Ten for ten, and like if they have something, buy one get one free. It'll it'll be a little thing on there that says uh, prices will ring up as fifty percent off or something. So if it's buy one get one free and you only want one, you still get half off. Yeah, that's how IGA does. It's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, man. Well, you want to wrap this thing up? I really got to pee. Yeah, let's do it. I think we've had a really good show. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, it's nice hanging out with you. Thanks, man. We'll do it again next week. Yeah. Keep on hustling and keep on grinding. That was a good one. (laughs) I like the new accent. That's good.